Welcome to Paid in Puke, a podcast where three women with names discuss movies that are about something other than a man. Paid in Puke is hosted by Amy Green, Christina Barr, and Jessica Baxter. It's also a spoiler-filled free-for-all. You've been warned. Today we're talking about the 1996 movie, Set It Off, directed by F. Gary Gray, and written by Kate Lanier and Takashi Buford. Starring Jada Pinkett, Queen Latifah, Vivica A. Fox, and Kimberly Elise. Before they started laying people off, they was paying folks $15 an hour at that place. Mm, that's good money. $15 an hour, I'll be old. What I gotta do, sir? <laughs> I wish we could just get out of here. Hey, Darnell, I didn't know you had an account here. We're gonna have to let you go. The fact that you knew the perpetrator doesn't sit well with us. Do you know Lorenz and them got away with 20 grand? That's what we need to do. Rob a bank. That's stupid. Ain't nobody over here gonna be robbing no bank. We gonna end up dead anyways. Maybe that's the way to go. Firing off a nod. We just taken away from the system that's doing us all anyway. Well, what if something goes wrong? What if somebody gets hurt? Let's do it. All right, check it out. Y'all can roll with that right there. Well, we ain't robbing stage coaches. I need something I can set it off with. They seem to know the inner workings of each bank. Their M.O. is in and out. Please do not be misled by the fact that these four bandits are female. $12,000 and 90 seconds. <laughs> we said once to get us enough change to get us up out of here. You ain't getting far on three grand. Don't make me get ugly up in here, ladies and gentlemen. All these women run together. Getting way over the heads, aren't they? Stoney! No more killing. It's armed robbery and it's murder. Is it ours? Yes. At the time, it was a critical and box office success, which grossed $41 million hmm. against a $9 million budget. Oh, solid. Which is pretty good, and surprisingly, I can't believe that I hadn't heard about this movie until very recently. I just oh, yeah. read about it as a very underrated movie. I thought you had seen it, like, at the time, or... No. no I did not. Oh. I just read about it, and I said, that sounds like something that's perfect <laughs> to watch for the podcast. On account of the four female leads and people of color uh, mm-hmm. everywhere in this movie, there's nothing weird and (laughs) saccharine about it and there's nothing like (laughs) definitely not saccharine yeah (laughs) so it's so i guess that's the kind of movie about race that needs that you need to get oscar attention it's got to have some sort Mm. of like white influence on the script that makes it palatable for white people right no some white savior (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh instead of uh this like very realistic very gritty incredibly moving movie uh oh my god it was i'm still <laughs> yeah. i'm still a little stuffy a we just one. watched it yeah. and uh yeah it was very intense 
very devastating. Uh, yeah, I'm blown away <laughs> that yeah. movie. Yeah, I have to say, I mean, yeah, this blew me away too. And I um, was most blown away by Queen Latifah, you know, who is so good. I mean, I, I don't know that I've seen her really in anything besides Chicago, which of course she was great in. She was, was so natural. I knew her as a comedic actress. Mm -hmm. She's in Beauty Shop and Girls Trip and, I mean, lots of comedies. Mm -hmm. And and I know she's funny. And she's funny in this. Like, her character yeah. is funny. <laughs> which I like where the jokes, when in a drama, when the jokes come from the characters themselves, telling jokes and situations. Yeah. I always like that as an, a way to put some levity into a, a movie that's so heavy. Right. Yeah, you could see why uh, yeah. they were friends. Like, they had a good time hanging out with each other, you know, that they did just kind of bounce off each other pretty well. I told you I'm strictly dickly. See, I'm a Taurus. I'm not going to tell nobody. Check out Stoney. Look at her. Look at her. Chronic always get ass all quiet. Look at her sitting over there. Hey, you fucked up, ain't you, girl? They're joking around a lot, and it's legit funny. Best friends razzing each other. And Jada Pinkett starts laughing because she says, <laughs> What? <laughs> you know, every time we get high, you start looking like Sugar Bear. For real. <laughs> you do kind of look like Sugar Bear. Fuck all y'all. I remember Sugar Bear, but I looked, I Googled it just to be sure <laughs> my reference was correct. It's the mascot for Super Golden Crisp cereal. Oh, um, wow. I think, I don't know if they make that cereal anymore or not, but uh, <laughs> that bear has these really arrogant eyebrows. <laughs> it's really cute, but he's really smug about his cereal. So I thought that was, that was really funny. I, <laughs> when I looked that up, I was like, that is a really hilarious burn on your friend. That is funny. Uh, this is something that I feel like they should give awards for or... We've also talked about doing it as a dodeca competition, Ooh. but it might be alienating for some. Uh, that's My husband has a party every year where, <laughs> for his birthday where we have 12 events of uh, varying <laughs> levels of ridiculousness and drinking prowess, but one of the uh, events is always a performance challenge. <laughs> so we've done spit takes and we've done uh, accents and all sorts of things like that, but uh, we, <laughs> we always joked about doing... Uh, acting where you, it's like post-toke acting. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love the scene where they're all on the roof <laughs> and they're smoking the blunt and <laughs> and Queen Latifah compliments her own rolling. <laughs> I, love, I love people who are arrogant about their, their rolled joints. She's like, I rolled a good one. Yeah, I rolled this one good. Blunt talking to while she's holding the smoke gun. <laughs> That's a delivery style that can be very comedic and I really appreciate it when actors do it. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's really great. That would be pretty fun yeah. to watch yeah. as an event. It'd be fun. And you wouldn't have to actually, I don't think you'd have to actually smoke anything. You'd just mm -hmm. have to hold your breath and then try to talk while you're holding your breath and make it look funny. <laughs> yeah, they were able to have a good time, which is what's crucial to survival because their <laughs> lives were not great. Yeah. <laughs> they had so much financial trouble. They were just constantly being uh, oppressed from pretty much everybody, not just mm -hmm. 
not just the man, but like family and other people in their neighborhood were just just throwing them shit. Right. Just constantly. And all they were trying to do was just live. Right. And it's again like Hustlers where it's like, just work hard and try and get by, you know, showing how the system is stacked against you and playing by the rules is not going to get you anywhere. And I'm trying to think if there's any bank robber movies where they all get away with it, you know. I know. Um, I mean, I did early on when they first talk about robbing banks and she says, you want to do a suicidal mission like that? And you think, okay, is this foreshadowing? Are you, mm-hmm. And yes, it is. Um if there's like a bank heist movie where everyone gets away and doesn't get killed. I can't think of one off the top of my head. Yeah. That, that I don't remember question. what happened. Italian job, sort of. <laughs> I, I looked F. Gary Gray up and he actually directed Italian job. And, oh, really? Uh, he, he directed MIB International and then like back in the 90s he did a bunch of like music video directing oh, cool. like TL- for TLC <laughs> like he did Waterfalls and um oh that's yeah, a great video, that a great yeah. video. <laughs> and like some videos for Ice Cube and Cypress Hill so like he definitely has like a musical like music directing background and uh Dr. Dre is a character in yeah this movie. he's an arms dealer yeah um there was that uh, love scene between uh Jada Pinkett and uh, Blair Underwood was very music video. Yeah, yeah it was totally <laughs> like a montage. So visual. Like, the yeah. way it was yeah. the cut to the music itself and all the candles. So you saw his uh, music video directing skills uh, yeah, in yeah. play in that scene. I like it, the way he set up a lot of shots. There were some interesting shots that mm-hmm. I really took note of. Like I loved that first car that uh, Queen Latifah jacks. They have a shot of her in the side view mirror while she's with the oh, sunglasses yeah, on cool. and the cigarette yeah. hanging out of her mouth, throwing the CDs out, which kind of becomes her <laughs> trademark, which also ends up getting them busted. Uh, yeah, you figured that was going to come into play. <laughs> showing that. Yes, with uh, fingerprints on CDs, like that. What a better thing to lift a fingerprint from than a CD? <laughs> and she had priors. There was a lot of good foreshadowing, though. Things that you could tell it was foreshadowing, but it wasn't. It didn't seem like it was just stuck there for right. for narrative purposes. It really felt like a natural use of foreshadowing because it was also you know it fell into her character you know she's trying to inject fun into everything she's always <laughs> injecting right. fun into their terrible drudgery at work every day look at this motherfucker that you ain't never have a broom in his life and she ain't did no dishes or wash no clothes this is an ugly ass baby you know white people be having some old water heads She's the only one who can clap back at her their boss. He's always giving them hell. You didn't empty the cans in 104. I'm docking your pay. Come on now, that ain't right. Who you supposed to be? Goddamn mighty morphin' fucking Power Ranger. What you gonna do? I'm docking her pay. You know you one cold-hearted motherfucker, Luther. Get back to work. Uh, just because she's so funny, I think that's how she gets away with it. Yeah. <laughs> so that was very much in her character. And she's like, well, I want to find for the perfect music to steal this car to. So right. I'm not really thinking about what the consequences of this are going to be. Yeah. Another good shot for me was when um, a couple times they had that shot from above of the spiral staircase where they yeah. were working. That was, you know, that was a really pretty shot. And then also how it's so opulent and then the 
three of them or the four of them eventually are just cleaning it in their work jumpsuits. That was a good shot to me. Yeah, it's very, and you never see the people whose uh, homes they're cleaning other than the photographs or really like that. Oh, right. I cleaned houses for a while as a job, and I, I did like to make up little narratives about everybody from their pictures and their knickknacks and all that stuff, because obviously oh, everybody whose cool. house I was cleaning was in a better financial situation than I was. <laughs> I think that's generally how it works. You would think. Uh, right. And it's just fun to make up stories about them. I never stole any prescription medication, but I oh. always looked at what everyone had, and then I'd, if I didn't know what it was, I'd write down what the drug was and look it up later. Because oh. <laughs> I just wanted to know, like, what are you taking? Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that reminds me, I just have some Oxy in my medicine cabinet that I never took <laughs> when they gave it to me after surgery and I didn't have any pain, I didn't need it, but I'm like, I just still have a bottle of Oxy sitting around, I'd probably get rid of that. Yeah. <laughs> or it might give people the wrong idea if they're concocting stories from my medicine chest. Yes. <laughs> just from the opening, it was so gripping, mm-hmm. that bank robbing scene at the very beginning where Frankie is Vivica yeah. Fox's character's name. And it sets her up as a person who's just been trying to work with the system and play by the rules. And she's working at this bank, and then she knows the guy who comes in to rob them. Mm-hmm. It's not just later she's talking to the cop and she says, what would you do if there was a gun in your face? But it's more than that, because it's a gun in her face being pointed at by a guy who she's known probably you know, since they yeah. were kids, in right. all likelihood. So she's trying to kind of talk him out of it, but she's also terrified, understandably, and she doesn't want to get in trouble. You can see why she would freeze. It's very easy Mm -hmm. to see why she would just have no idea how to handle that situation and try to work it out. She gets fired because of that. I feel like she gets fired pretty much just for knowing the person who robbed the bank. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting because in the end, I don't know if they even knew Blair Underwood knew Stoney, but he definitely did not get fired. You know, Mm -hmm. the bank he works at is also robbed. I assume that was intentional in some way to show, you know, she lost her job for knowing the person who robbed the bank and he does not lose his job even though he knew the one of the girls who robbed the bank. Because he's a different class. Right, and, and, a, and, a, man. and a man. Right, yeah. right exactly. <laughs> it's amazing. Right. He went to Harvard, too. Yes, <laughs> well, she mentions Although, twice. Or she says right. to Harvard and he's like, yeah, he's guilty, basically. And then... He says it one more time. Right. I love that right after that, he's like, yeah, just so we're clear, I did go to Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't just kidding when he said that. So. That was a nice dichotomy, even though his character was so annoying. Right. <laughs> he grew on me a little bit. He uh, seemed to genuinely be injured. He was such a... Dr- well, I mean, he's so terrible. They meet opposite of cute, I guess, because she basically just walks into the bank he mm-hmm. works in, and he's immediately hitting on her so hard.
Yeah, <laughs> it's not even just like flirtatious. I it's know, like just... a fun woman like you. Yeah, <laughs> like, he takes it right up to eleven. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like their first couple interactions, everything about her is how fine she is. Like, yeah, you can't be doing this or that because you're so such a fine woman. Yeah. How are oh, you so right. hard when you're so beautiful? Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah in the restaurant <laughs> where he said that, it was just like, oh. Yeah, it's so gross. And I also like that she doesn't seem like she's really falling for it either. She's just kind of like, I guess he's pretty cute. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's attractive and he's making dinner for. And he can't her. talk That's all nice. the time. Can, right. <laughs> <laughs> but that first scene when they meet, like. It's pretty gross, even with him. And then, like, imagine that with an unattractive man who, like, is like the manager of the bank or something, and she's yeah. just maybe, I mean, pretending to be interested to open an account, and it's like immediately like, I, I don't yeah. usually deal with customers, but I had to because you're so fine, right? <laughs> Dude. And then I'd be your personal banker. <laughs> Imagine if she was just a customer. Right. I mean, she would leave that bank HR and never come back. <laughs> She'd be like, I can't come back into the bank. How's your <laughs> right. How's your ATM? Because I can never set foot inside this bank again. <laughs> right. I know. This is in 1996. I think you still had to go into the bank sometimes. Whereas, yeah, you, know, you don't really need. You couldn't so much deposit a, a check without. Yeah. Like I remember when they got yeah. ATM check depositing, and that was such an amazing thing. Right. It felt so risky, <laughs> though. You know, it's it like, did. <laughs> so I just put my yeah, check into this machine, yeah. and then it's gonna magically appear in my account. That seems right. not likely. <laughs> I know. Like I want, I want some proof. I mean, they still give you a receipt, I guess, but I still felt like I was. I want someone physically to say yes. You. You deposited that check. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's just a robot, it feels yeah. safer to me depositing a check on my phone, taking a photograph yeah. of it on my phone and sending it off to the internet. Yeah. Although I still <laughs> I still hold on to the check until I see it in my account. Yeah, I, do I do that too. <laughs> I don't even write void on it or anything. No. Usually it's like it's as like, soon as you... Just in case. I feel yeah. like such an old lady doing yes. that. I, know. Yeah, I definitely, when we were watching the movie, I definitely thought like, oh God, thank God I don't go to the bank anymore. Or we, we don't have to go to the bank anymore. Right. I got so mad when the bank people told uh, Frankie to calm down in that right. scene. <laughs> call of all the if you ever feel like you need to tell a woman to calm down just don't just right. don't yeah. say those words if there ever there was an inappropriate time it's <laughs> right after she had a woman with her head blown off right in front right. of her face where her blood splattered onto her face yeah yeah, yeah. Calm if you have down. someone else's blood spattered on you you don't have to calm down and her job is in question because of this traumatic shit that happened minutes before this conversation my heart just began racing in anger when that fucking old white dude said calm down to her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad she gets up in his face and fucking yells at him. Right. I hate when in, in movies when people get fired unjustly and then they're like, okay, and they walk yeah. out kind of dejected. Like, You're obviously not going to get a recommendation from this. You're like, <laughs> yeah, right. just fucking let him have it because they deserve it. And you're going to regret it later if you don't tell Yeah, nobody really sits back and takes it from anyone yeah. else. Well, uh, yeah, and he's, like, insinuating that she's, like, had something to do with the crime, mm -hmm. basically. She said, like, I am mm -hmm. here all the time. I just counted 
$250,000 by hand for you yesterday. She's got blood splat splatter yeah. all over her. And that guy was really shitty to her. She makes the point, too, that they just gave her a raise and a promotion. Right. Which is yeah. like, so obviously you know that I'm good uh, good at my job. Yeah. But now, because of this, you're you're suspicious because I happen to know this guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just think about it for one fucking second. Like, right. I know him because he's from a poor neighborhood that I am also from. Right. <laughs> I wonder if bank robbing happens less now because of that, or... <laughs> I know, I like, how much cash is there in a bank, yeah. or... Supposedly, there's some... Like, the procedure with a bank robbery is, like, you do not argue or fight at all. It's like, what you know, if someone just walks in, yes, you give it to them, mm-hmm. you know? Um, like, even her hesitating in the beginning felt like, aren't they supposed to just hand it over... But apparently they weren't. They were supposed to do a yeah. thing. Sir, I'm stop, scared that I stop, did. I'm stop, 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 now. What's the procedure? You're being robbed. You pull the money clip from your right hand drawer and then you signal with the left you is. You signal with the left. So you know procedure yes like i said the procedure has been told to me over a million times but why is it if that procedure has been told to you why did you follow the procedure because he had a gun <laughs> which is it seems like a risky plan that they had mm-hmm. where, where they're supposed to signal to somebody like it's so hard to signal to someone without a person who's staring right at you noticing right yeah. and yeah. with a gun in your face yeah i mean i really liked that at the end, when she brings that back to him, <laughs> when he's standing in front of her, the confrontation. And now you gotta save you. Why? So, what's the procedure when you got a gun in your head, huh? What's the fucking procedure when you got a gun in your head? Like, how easy is it to decide what to do and know, and know the right thing to do right now? Right. I was so glad that he had that moment because I really mm-hmm. hated that character. John C. McGinley's. Right character the whole movie i was just like i hate this guy (laughs) one of my favorite lines was when he comes up to her uh, after her brother is shot and excuse me like we're going to do a full investigation like great thanks you know like a bunch of cops just shot this guy Let's Keep I'll hold my breath until I hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know what you come up with in yeah. this investigation where you just shot this guy for no reason. Uh, at least he seemed to care a little bit. I and mean. in the end, I feel like he he just sort of feels like, all right, it's... like too little, too late. Like he sees Stoney on the bus yeah. getting away and he's. Oh, I feel like yeah. he's just sort of like, okay, fair. You he know? lets, he <laughs> like, lets her go because she's lost sort of. everybody. And, right. You know, like, right. Everyone I've else already... died. We killed her brother. All right. I'm just going to act like I don't see that. Which was, I mean, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the right thing to do, obviously. It's frustrating when nobody gets away with something in a movie. You know, I feel like I always, re- not for the bad guys, but like when there's a... Any heist, robbery, like you always want to see it. Like, well, especially in this situation. Yeah, I mean, too, like but... all a lot of these heist, social justice <laughs> heist movies, they show the reasons, you know, why they did mm-hmm. it, and so you so you feel sorry for them, but you're still like, okay, they're doing illegal things. This, I feel like, with this one more than any of the other ones, I want, I thought, like, yeah, they are fucking justified in doing this. Okay. Like, they are owed something, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not rooting for the bank, I guess. In yeah. that <laughs> and I like that they made a point of saying, you know, that isn't actually, we're not stealing money from people. We're stealing from an institution that people are going to get their money back. Mm. Like the bank is right. <laughs> on the hook for this. Don't worry about it. Yeah, Just... <laughs> they, they all kind of seem like, well, except for Queen Latifah, she was always like, like, let's rob a bank. But like the other three... They had their own circumstances where they were just sort of desperate. Like, they, mm-hmm. there right. were no other options mm-hmm. to get the money. Kimberly Elise, who has the baby, and, like, she couldn't get the babysitter for mm-hmm. to go to work at the cleaning place. And then, like, her baby, like, gets into cleaning supplies and has to go to the hospital. And then, like... And you just had to like, get his yeah, stomach pumped. Yeah, 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 like, um, he's got to get... Now she doesn't have her kid anymore yeah. it's like holy shit that's just so fucking unfair that that was right. absolutely the hardest yeah. storyline their argument the argument that she has with the social worker she makes all the right points and it's so frustrating mm-hmm. that there's always an answer for everything like people get poisoned like white people's children get poisoned right. but not on the job well that's because they have child care yeah. <laughs> i didn't have child care well, you should have figured it you know them. right like what do you fucking do if you don't go to work you don't get paid right. and you maybe even lose your job like she right. really had no choice it's interesting yeah. to think like would you you know if one of my kids something like that happened to one of my kids where they had to rush to the hospital because they accidentally swallowed some you know, yeah. household poison like it wouldn't even occur to me that i would lose my kids over that you know yeah like, i would just assume that it would be these things happen and you know you can't watch your child every second if this could happen in a moment and I assume that part of that is because I'm a nice white lady, you know? (laughs) Yeah. uh, I mean, I know that there is a lot of care taken when a child is injured. Like when my daughter broke her arm at the school playground, we were there for four hours in the ER and a number of people came through. We saw probably saw like 10 people. Oh, wow. And every person talked only to her about what happened. Mm -hmm. And I could tell that they were doing a procedure of, you know, making sure that she really did break her arm accidentally and not but through some abuse situation. As frustrating as that was, I could see why they did it, and I can only imagine that it would be so much more invasive and horrible. Like, they were being pretty subtle about it. I could just tell because of how long we were there. Uh, yeah, but if I wasn't a nice white lady, like you said, <laughs> it probably would have been so much worse and so much more obvious what was happening, and who knows, right. you know, it's yeah. just, uh. <laughs> Right. Not, not that the black ladies aren't yeah. nice, but I mean the perception uh, right, 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 right. Like, no, yes, yes, nice yes. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. The yeah. perception. That's the problem, is the perception of just, yeah, what people decide when you walk through the door. I knew that they were going to take the child away just because that's what, that's how it works. That's right. how the system works against marginalized people. Every scene with her and her son was just so heartbreaking. Right. When you knew it was the last time she, I mean, she knew it was the last time she was going to see her son too. She could, right. you know, you could just. Or also when they, when Queen Lativa drives through the bank and knocks over that thing of stuffed animals and she grabs Grab one for one. her kid. Oh. I know. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> Kimberly Elise, like she didn't participate in the first robbery. Right. She was the most risk averse, but yeah. she was also the one who needed the money the most. Yeah. Which, you know, what they should have done was what they did at first, which is even though she didn't participate, just give her the money. But, right. you know, they were all caught up in it and they were very bonded and very supportive. So I can see why they would have an all for right. one. But also, like, she has the most to lose if they get caught. You know, it's like if she gets caught robbing a bank, she's probably not getting her kid back, you know? Like, yeah. So right. If she gets arrested for any she, reason. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, little and murdering, and then she <laughs> killed that guy, but it was in self-defense. But did, right. So do you think he took their money or not? I think he did, yeah. yeah. Which guy? Luther. Their boss. The, the boss at the... The boss it who unexpectedly like quit. Because he left right. his I business. Mean, their money yeah. was gone, and mm-hmm. he quit and bought a bunch of stuff. He does seem like he doesn't know what they're talking about, kind of, but he probably had no idea it was theirs. You know, like, why would... you know? He, he just found it. Yeah, like, he finds... Like a ton of cash, like why would he? Why would you think that it belonged to them? But he seemed yeah. so confused the whole time they were talking to him right. that I was like, is he just a really good actor? Or oh, what money are you talking about? Because I found seventy five thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Well, right. Why you didn't he draw he the conclusion together. that it was the same money? Obviously, yeah. they're missing a lot of money, and you found a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> In a place that you guys both frequent. Right. I mean, it's you just wonder, like, did he not put it together, or is he putting it together in that moment, you know? Yeah. Because they probably also always feel like he owes them money. He told the one person that he would pay them under the table, yeah. and then didn't, and, you know, is he at first just like, oh, you guys always asking me for money, yeah. you know, or it's like, yeah. I don't know. I would be curious what was going through his head. I want some backstory. Mm. Yeah. Luther, you know, I like, was a little perplexed by that, too, yeah, because I was like, trying to figure out if they... Or if the story was implying that he didn't take the money. But, yeah, I think you're right. I think it, clearly he did yeah. because it was gone and he got a bunch of money. Yeah. So. And he seemed to, like, know Dr. Dre's character because mm-hmm. the girls came to him and he was like, oh, I saw Luther. I was a little confused, but it right. seemed like maybe he, would he have gotten wind from... Dr. Dre, I just call him Dr. Dre. I forgot what his name was. His name was Black Sam. Uh, well, yeah, like... Black Sam's grandson. Yeah. Like, if maybe, like, he tipped Luther off that the girls had Yeah. the bank. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Was. Like, how did he find the money? Did he know where that came from? You know, I mean, it yeah. seemed pretty well hidden. I know, it was really well hidden, because she had to crawl really far. Like, only Jada Pinkett could fit into this duck. <laughs> <laughs> and she had to crawl in really far to get it. But it was not there. Do you right. think that uh, Lorenzo was setting up, or with Lorenz or Lorenzo? Lorenz. Who's that? The guy, <laughs> the guy who brought, was behind the original bank robbery oh, okay. at Frankie's Bank. And then he has the AP, the Acorn Projects, shaved, shaved into his head. That's what leads to uh, Stoney's brother getting shot is because he goes to that guy's house and then that guy's like, you're going to get this shaved into your head. He oh. kind of doesn't seem that into it, but then he just lets yeah. him do it because the guy's a little bit of a bully. And then before that, they were taught, uh, John C. McGinley's talking about how that's how they're going to identify the guy was by having AP shaved into his head. Hmm. The brother? The brother. Oh, okay. Uh, as he was walking out... The cops were right there. Right. So I just wonder, I thought, I felt like that meant that he was set up. To like, take did the he fall. know that the cops had video of his. Yeah, his did he know that hair, somehow like, that they that caught wind identify. that they were looking for him? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I was wondering. I mean, they did say he's not even from, that it's the for Acorn Project mm-hmm. and he wasn't even from there. Yeah. Oh, good catch. I did, it didn't occur to me, but that. I was wondering that, too. And then, like, I was wondering, like, why does he have the bottle of champagne? Did they sell Is that, like, just... I think that they still all thought he was going to UCLA. It was to celebrate that that he got into UCLA. Oh, okay. Even though he didn't. I thought about that, too. And then I was thinking, like, well, they they all got 
everybody at that I mean, apartment. Everybody was, got killed. Yeah, but I mean, I was wondering if you mm-hmm. thought maybe he'd get a little further away from the apartment before yeah, they maybe. opened fire. <laughs> or maybe that he wouldn't go into the apartment if they thought they already had the guy. Maybe it's not important to the story either, but I was just wondering about about that and why. Because why he was so adamant about this kid getting that shaved into his head when he didn't really want to. Yeah, and... he was kind of pushy about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. They just sh- shoot the guy so many times. It's like, yeah. what the... <laughs> yeah, every time they decide it, they're going like, to open fire, it's... they just, the bullets fly. Right, and then immediately then John C. McGinley is on and like, stay with me, stay with me. We're like, I know, Why? <laughs> like, I know, that's really? when I hated that... him so much. I know, <laughs> I'm like, that doesn't really feel real to me yeah. that you guys shot him a bunch of times and then you're heartbroken that he didn't make it. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's your job to tell everybody not to right. just open fire like that before you get there. That's a cop thing that I don't understand is why they say it's a liability for us to not shoot to kill when we shoot. I know, that's like, a really, thing that like, they Why do you spend so much time practicing at the gun range to shoot in specific parts of the body if you're supposed to shoot to kill when the time comes? Right. Like, I mean, I think that's one for? of those things where there's like the official reason and then also the real reason, which is just like, I don't think cops care if they kill people. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because they, they can just... get away with it. And yeah, they... It's not their problem and they are racist, so... Right. <laughs> Whether or not they know it. Well, I mean, that's why the police force was invented, to protect white people from black people, so, I mean... Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> so, shoot to kill, uh, because it's a liability. <laughs> or something, uh, I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, he's... Yeah, was... I kind of started laughing at all the times he said, God damn it! <laughs> he's having a rough day. Oh, right? yeah, my day's yeah, really hard. I keep time. accidentally killing black people today. Uh, God damn it! God I, damn it. I have a good lead on this girl and the the chief, you know the cop doesn't want me to follow up on it so i'll just go follow her i know i was like they're never gonna redeem this guy for me right yeah that scene where and then they barely do but just the tiny tiny tiniest bit (laughs) yeah that's the kind of thing that would give uh in a movie directed by a white person would have gotten him an oscar nomination probably (laughs) at least that's like the sam rockwell like (laughs) <laughs> the racist cop with the heart of gold. Oh. They love getting awards to those guys. I know. Was John C. McGinley in Point Break? Yeah, he was. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, I, I feel like he's like the exact he's the one same who, person. <laughs> he's the one who says, we get a blue flame special here. Oh. <laughs> Young, dumb, and full of cum. Oh, right. <laughs> right. And then he says, like, what, what, what do we got, an asshole shortage? <laughs> he's on screen for like 10 minutes. Everything he says is pretty funny. But he was a totally different kind of cop in this situation. Yeah, oh, my God. I, I just yeah. hated him in this movie. His character. Yeah. It was so tense, um, but also there was a lot of funny stuff, kind of more lighthearted scenes. Like, I really liked the when they were all talking like it was the Godfather. Yes! <laughs> There's been a riff in this family that is not good for business. See, we want to play it like it was. Back to work, see? If only Tashawn and Stoney will come rob the bank with us. We started as a gang of four. We must always be four. Now, Stoney from the Bronx, what is your opinion? Should we rob the bank? Oh, I found a little bit of trivia about that. The cotton in her mouth. <laughs> the, that scene was hilarious. And before I watched the movie, I read the trivia that they, that half the $9 million budget, half. 
<laughs> went to securing the Godfather music. Wow. Music rights are so expensive. Yeah. Like, if you write a song that people want to use in a movie, you can be rich just based on one song okay. the rest of your life. So I was like, wow, I wonder if it was worth it. And then it totally was. Yeah. That, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, because they were hilarious. Yeah. So who did the best brand? <laughs> well, I thought TD's was the funniest. Leo Menza. No more funny looking underwear for your little girlfriend. It was um, funny. Yeah. Her fingers, her finger work was good. <laughs> um, but I liked that. What was Vivica Fox's character's name? Frankie. Frank. Oh, Frank. <laughs> I like that she had she had cotton in her mouth. Was yeah. Funny. That's that's commitment right there. Yeah. <laughs> but that was funny. And then all the scenes with Queen Latifah and her her girlfriend. Were, <laughs> like how right after they robbed the, a bank the first time, everybody else is trying to like lay low and still go to work, and then Queen Latifah just like doesn't go to work and buys a bunch of lingerie for her girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah she skips nice. work and she's, yeah, she's just getting high in a garage while her girlfriend dances around in lingerie. Yeah, like, that's, that's... That seems like a reasonable sick day to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She's not being extravagant. Like, who's gonna... Right. I thought that was actually a pretty good... I know you like a Getting Rich montage. I do. We I did like... not have one of those here because they were being smart. Right, yeah, that was... That was the closest that it came, I think. Yeah. <laughs> she got the, the bells get... through the... Oh, yeah. The yeah, she dropped all the money. Yeah. yeah. And she got some of the new rims and hydraulics in her car, too. But, yeah, not much. They were very, very reasonable, very responsible. I really wish they could have gotten away with it, because they would have yeah. would have made that money last. Yeah. It would have made a big difference in their lives, for sure. Yeah. I know it would... Probably would not have had the same impact if they'd all just been on the beach in Mexico right. in the end with the baby there, but it would have been... Part of me thinks that would have been really gratifying to see yeah. for once. I know. I love when people get away with it in a movie. Yeah. So at least one person did. Although she lost, like, everything, you know. Yeah. And that was so sad. They show the montage of her remembering her friends oh, yeah. and her that brother really at the party. I think that they did not need the flashbacks in that scene. I think that... She was carrying it with her expressions, laughing and sobbing. Right, yeah. Looking at the money. I feel like you would have known what she was thinking about in those moments. Mm -hmm. I kind of get a little upset in movies when they underestimate the ability of their actors to convey emotions without voiceover or (laughs) or flashbacks. Like, I think we'll get it. Right, (laughs) like, yeah, that's true. It's like, she has mixed emotions here. We we were all here, too. We watched it. We watched all that shit go down also. We know what she's probably thinking about. We're not going to think she's thinking about some movie she saw or something. (laughs) Well, she's looking at that she's not just, like, stoked to have gotten away with all this money. Yeah. (laughs) She was really, really good, too. Yeah. That's definitely the most impressed I've ever been with her. Again, I guess I've seen her a lot in a lot of comedies. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Jada Pinkett do a lot of dramatic acting. Uh, she's great in comedies, but she's so good. Oh, my God. From the beginning, I, that scene with her and her brother when she he doesn't know what she did to get the money to Ugh, pay for college God, that he yeah. lied to her about getting right. into. You didn't get in? Come on, Stoney, don't go off on me now. Don't you tell me not to go off on you. Do you have any idea what I had to go through? Do you? I'm not staying around for this. You are going to hang around for this, and don't you move. 
Why did you have to lie to me? Oh, God. Yeah. Also very frustrating that yes. she tore up the check after. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> now it really means nothing. Now it really means nothing. I know. That makes me bad because it's not like that guy's ever going to be hurt by that or ever know the, right. <laughs> that horrible man Ugh. is ever going to know what she did or care. I don't know if he would even notice if she didn't cash the check. Maybe right. I know. And that <laughs> also went through my mind. Like, mm -hmm. is he going to notice that that check is outstanding oh, and yeah. is bank balance? I wrote down as an idea for a lunchtime poll oh, after that first, when they had the argument after the first bank robbery that TD didn't help at all, like... Yeah. And then to argue over whether she still gets a cut. Would you, if you were one of them, would you, would you give TD a cut of that money that she didn't, she didn't rob a bank for? <laughs> I absolutely, yes, yeah. absolutely. I would have too. We could also come up with a different example, <laughs> but I just wrote that like, okay, yeah. would you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really can't think of a good argument against. Right. Well, I mean, she, you know, Frankie tries to make the argument at first, like, yeah. well, she didn't even do anything. She didn't come with us. But then she, she immediately she realizes get that she's car. being a right. dick and is like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Here we go. So this is what's called a lunchtime poll. Today's lunchtime poll question is, what low-key extravagance would you purchase with your bank robbery money? Christina, what do you got? Uh, well, I decided that I'd want to spend it on like a night of luxury stay in a really nice hotel, have like a deep soaker tub and like have room service and do whatever spa packages yeah. there were. I don't know if that's super <laughs> low key, but it would be like one night and then I'd be like out of there. So. I think doing one night is low key. Yeah. Like, but you can save up for to splurge. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be fun. As long as you didn't make a habit of it or move into the hotel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get away with it. Uh, what about yeah. I had a hard time thinking of something that wasn't like boring and practical. Like, I'm like, a new floor in the kitchen, <laughs> which probably is the truth, yeah. you know, or paint my house because we're about to paint our house and it's a bazillion dollars. But I don't know what we're talking about money wise, but one thing that I could see spending money on as an extravagance would be really like having a karaoke set up in the house, like a not just like a little machine, but like. What it's like when you yeah. ha you know rent from someone and totally. just have that in yeah, the house all the fun. time. How fun would that be? That yeah, would be amazing. yeah. I know. And that's a really good answer. Party house. <laughs> did I take your answer? You didn't, but I think I want to take your answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a boring answer, which is probably more true. Which is exactly, you joked about a new floor in the kitchen, but that is what I would do. <laughs> my kitchen floor, I have a... A hate hate relationship with it, with it basically. <laughs> it's this super hard granite. It literally broke my foot. Oh, <laughs> and every everything that falls on it, including things that are built as unbreakable, shatter into a million pieces. And if glass falls on it, it's like I'm finding shards for weeks afterwards. Oh. And I'm literally on my hands and knees crawling around with like a wet towel and vacuum cleaner and everything and just work so hard and then I still find glass for weeks afterwards I fucking hate this floor and then the other thing that sucks about it is that it's this weird like beige color with gray streaks so even when it's just been scrubbed it looks dirty so I just hate it but it would be so disruptive to 
get a new floor in yeah. addition to being expensive and I don't even know what I would get exam maybe like that nice classic laminate that you find in rentals or something yeah. but anyway yeah I would do that that's a boring answer but I think my fun answer would be that I want to rent a villa either <laughs> somewhere in Europe mm-hmm. that would for be like awesome. two weeks and just take a, a bunch of friends five or six families and rent oh, a giant villa or like a couple of villas and just party up for a couple of weeks. Well, see, now that I sounds want amazing. That. <laughs> would, yeah, that's a Except, great one. you know, for me, yeah. it would be the Jersey Shore. But yeah. Yeah, to finally make my summer at the Jersey Shore <laughs> dream come true instead of just a week. <laughs> yeah, actually, there's really any number of destinations where just, I mean, mm-hmm. that party house thing, we've done that as a vacation just in Washington State, and it's great. So yeah, yeah doing it somewhere far away also good uh, I kind of thought Spain but like there's a, a number of places that mm-hmm. they can so that's lunchtime pool that was, that was fun <laughs> <I know. laughs> about what you would do with money I've already started underlining meaningful passages in her copy of Mopey Dick you know what I mean what lines stood out for you guys I know Blair Underwood had a really cheesy line, like not a memor- not a favorite line, but it was memorable. But we did talk about a couple of his did have lines some pretty earlier. bad lines. Um, <laughs> yeah. About the genie. The genie. Yes. I'll be your genie. Yeah. That's really bad, but yeah. that's definitely not a favorite. Yeah, that's, that's where the hot problems at. Right. Uh, I know we already mentioned. This is an ugly ass baby. You know, white people be having some old waterhead crying ass. I liked um, when Queen Latifah is trying to get some guns for the robbery. Y'all can roll with that right there. Well, we ain't robbing stagecoaches. Yeah, that was a good yeah. one. I wrote that one down too. Yeah, right. I really liked that. And then there was another one that I really, it was the first or second robbery and, and Jada Pinkett is holding all this cash. Is it ours? Yes. Like it was just like sort of unexpected and kind of funny and endearing. <laughs> like, yeah, it's yours. You, Aww, you yeah. got it from the bank, you know? <laughs> like, you pulled that off. I really liked that. I liked when that uh, other cop says to uh, John C. McGinley, when he asks, can I tail her? I find her really suspicious on the tailor. And he says, what part of no don't you understand? The N or the O? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was cool. Yeah, you usually just hear the first part. Yeah. <laughs> it really drives like, the point yeah, home. Yeah, like, how yeah. are you? <laughs> I answered your question. The Blair Underwood character, he just seemed like this contrast to Jada Pinkett's, like, I don't know, there's this um, line she said about, like, well, I just get to visit your life, you know? Like, yeah. We're from different places. The other exchange they have about how she asks him do you ever feel free and he's like yeah i feel free and like she's feels like she's caged i just thought that contrast was mm-hmm. interesting and she hangs on to the dress that she had yeah. from the night that she goes out with him and she takes that to mexico with her and it's just sort of like the symbol of like this other life that she wants to have that just seems so far away yeah, that was the only thing she took with her. Yeah. <laughs> that and a touristy sombrero. Yeah, he seems totally clueless about her life, her up where he's like, oh, have you ever been to New York, been to D.C.? He's like, no, mm-hmm. I've not been yes. anywhere. You know? <laughs> like, like living like hand to mouth for my whole life. 
I didn't get a trip to New York somewhere in the middle of that. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, he definitely came from a completely different background, and mm-hmm. it probably is very hard for him to imagine her upbringing, and he probably thinks that she could become comfortable. She wouldn't have ever been comfortable living that life with him because he just couldn't possibly understand even if she got away with it and they were able to somehow magically like run away together there would just always be that sort of ocean of difference between Mm -hmm. them it's like from Fleischman is in trouble and she's like if you're not born to it you always speak it with an accent no yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna reference that book every time we do (laughs) this drop wisdom from that book every once in a while my meaningfully marked up copy of Fleischman is in trouble (laughs) (laughs) he asks her what do you want to do in five years? And it's just kind of like, come on, just trying to survive and Mm -hmm. live. He's in such a different mindset. That's an interview question. Yeah. Ridiculous thing to ask. He's such a dork. I know. (laughs) What else does a suicide need, huh? Now, if you'll excuse me. Shut up. Hot probs is on. Oh, shit, yeah. They had to get someone as attractive as Blair Underwood to play that character because otherwise he would have been so unlikable. Right. <laughs> oh, he was, yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, Linda, I made fajitas. Oh, <laughs> oh God. All right. <laughs> oh, he said something else ridiculous. I'll be your genie. Oh, God. Like, yeah. yeah. Really I don't think cheesy. anyone's as attractive enough to pull that off. <laughs> I was literally trying to picture Oscar Isaac saying that. Yeah, yeah not even that. Let's just not talk. <laughs> <laughs> just pour oil on me near this right. open flame. <laughs> Practically everything he says is clueless or problematic. I would say about yeah. half. Yeah. He's half charming and half just so. And how much of that charm is just. Because he looks like Blair yeah, Underwood. Exactly. <laughs> it does not hurt. When he's hitting on her and he asks her to smile. Yeah. Right, also yeah. him having her get a different dress. Although yeah. I did not dig her first look, but I mean, that's kind of ballsy. That bothered they me too. Tell even somebody, yeah. yeah, even though it was, a, it, was a, it was almost like a pretty woman scene where he takes her to... I thought of pretty buys her this too. lovely yeah. dress and also gets her hair done. Yes. <laughs> she has how, different hair. How thing. late were they for that right. party? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was an odd scene. It came across like it was supposed to be this very romantic, gallant, grand gesture. Yeah. But really it was him saying, I don't like how you're dressed. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'd be embarrassed to be seen with you like that, basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I felt like her outfit was a little quirky but it would have been fine it mm-hmm. wasn't well, this is black tie and you're in jeans or something yeah like yeah that. it was a colorful ensemble she would have stood out but it wouldn't have been in a bad way necessarily i don't right. know but to him it was i mean i thought she was so fine yeah she could yeah. just wear anything <laughs> right <laughs> oh it's conditional um right uh, also, his apartment was so problematic. Oh, God! Was it was the oddest layout. That, I want to know the backstory of that. Like, was there just a weird house? Did they not think it through? Was there a reason to have the bed in the front room? If it were a studio, but it clearly was not. When I was in high school, like, I always thought, like, the height of sophistication was, like, living in a loft in New York City or something. And, like, his place was, like, a loft 
empty kind of I don't know it was like an all open floor plan and yeah I guess I don't know (laughs) it's the kind of weird thing you'd get in New York you would get weird layouts like that because buildings have been chopped up to become rentals and so you have weird things like a bathtub in the living room but in LA it doesn't make any sense that that you would find something like that I mean maybe and I think it was a house it seemed like a house it seemed like a (laughs) freestanding tiny freestanding structure which for some reason the kitchen was in a bedroom and the bed was in the living room (laughs) right yeah how the kitchen was like a half level up yeah and tucked away in the back yeah there was a doorway there there wasn't a door but there could have been it was so weird Yeah, I wonder if that was an actual house that existed or if it was a set that they built. Yeah. <laughs> and I have some questions. Yeah, and I forgot what a house looks like. Right. <laughs> oh, but he does say it's not much, but it's home. Right. And even though it is a weird layout, everything in it is obviously very nice. Mm-hmm. He's got his Harvard money. <laughs> yeah. I forget if it's after the first robbery or the second, but Jada Pinkett says she doesn't want to do any more of it like mm-hmm. the point was just to like get money the first time be done with it and then like queen Lati was like no they get into this fight where like you're with us you have to do this mm-hmm. and like she holds a gun to her yeah. head and then like jada pinkett like is all distraught about like i had an argument with my friend over money she's telling blair mm-hmm. underwood I-, I don't think we're friends anymore and and blair underwood's like if it's just, you know, a matter of money, like, friendships are worth mm-hmm. more. And then, like, Jada Pinkett ends up being the one apologizing to Queen Latifah. Yeah. But I was thinking, like, she had a gun to your head. <laughs> right. Like, that was fucked up. I think they all knew she wasn't yeah. going to shoot her, though. But yeah. then she did accidentally yeah, but... shoot a gun earlier, <laughs> so... It's reasonable to think she might have accidentally shot her. But, yeah, I mean, that yeah, was, I just... felt like that, that was out of character, a weird out of character moment. Louise, you take Thelma over there and y'all go rob another bank if you all that. Fuck you. I know you ain't finna back down on us now that we need you. I want some more motherfucking money. Cleo, you are real high and you acting real stupid. You need to get that gun off. Also, she was always like, she was just high. I'm like, she was high on weed, though. Like, right. that doesn't make people, like, right. that's some reefer madness shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe there are, there is, like, one person out of a million that would, that gets, like, violent when they're high on weed, but right. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I thought um, part of that was another way that you saw how what a different world he was from where he's like yeah. oh don't let money get in the way right. of oh, yeah. money he isn't says, important at all you he know? says you can get more money I wrote right. down the quote money he says money you can replace easy right which yeah. is like the most ridiculous thing you would ever say where it's right. truly, but it's it's truly a life or death thing yeah, yeah. it's cool like, like they've been trying to get money easy and it hasn't yeah. worked I've been trying to do a the extra hard way, which is working for it, and that hasn't worked either. The only way they can get he money. He really is... had no idea what was going on yeah. with this girl, with this fine woman who walked no. into the bank. <laughs> <laughs> no. She's too pretty to be a bank robber, is probably what he would have said. You're too fine to be a bank robber. <laughs>
There was one, only one casual mention of, uh, well, pointed. I was one pointed mention by Frankie to the black lady detective, mm-hmm. Detective Waller, <laughs> uh, where she's just standing there drinking water the whole time. Frankie's getting interrogated, and then she walks out. And she says, "You didn't even bother to ask me if I was thirsty, sister." Basically, like, thanks for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little frustrated by her character. She never really got to say or do anything other than just be there the whole time and be supportive to John C. McGinley's character. Stevie Newsom, no priors. Good student. Headed for college, I hear both parents killed in a car accident four years ago. God damn it. God damn it. But I like that that it was mentioned, at least called out, that that she was not really being helpful and kind of being a little bit of a traitor mm-hmm. to her gender and her <laughs> and her race. But then it would have been nice to hear from her also. Yeah. yeah. Like, why did she make that choice? Yeah, it definitely made it seem like that, that thin blue line, like, with cops is real. Like, they're just on the cops' side, mm-hmm. you know. They are coming out with that movie soon with Letitia Wright in it where she's like, oh, she's oh, a right. black cop yeah. and they're like... the trailer for that, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it seemed like it was going to be a Blue Lives Matter movie, but then it was actually right. the opposite of that. Just kidding. <laughs> what the hell did you do? She had a body cam on! <gasps> but we got a ghost! She's gone! Find her! You can't be in here with this. The police, they'll help you. It was the cops that shot me. That was when the lady behind us was like, are all the movies about black people? (laughs) Yeah, all of the movies. All the movies. Every 20 years, we get one or two. (laughs) Did you notice all the movies were about white people for like a really long time? (laughs) A hot problem with this is how it wasn't nominated for any Oscars that year (laughs) at all. Like nobody was recognized in any way for this movie. Oh, right. And we looked up what the yeah. nominees and winners were that year. And I revisited Something that terrible. this I today, and I got mad all over again. <laughs> it's such a hashtag Oscar so white year. It's ridiculous. That was the year that Titanic won a bunch of awards, oh. and Kate oh. Winslet won Best Actress, and the fucking Best Supporting Actress. The winner was Kim Basinger for oh, okay. L.A. Confidential. But... Instead of, like, Queen Latifah or anybody, any woman from this movie who could have been nominated because they were giving these amazing performances, they nominated that lady from Titanic, oh the God. old lady. Oh, yeah. Gloria Stewart. What? You know. They know. She... Yeah. For throwing a fucking right. diamond in the ocean. For being... Oh, <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of when they nominated Jack Palance for being in City Slickers, and it's just I like... Mean, he won. He yeah, won? he did, and then he did push-ups. He did the push-ups. Yeah. He, act- he and won? Then, yes. And, and then, then he, he was, Oh, my God. <laughs> then he was the one the next year that presented, and when Marissa Tomei won, and there yeah. was always sort of the urban legend that he just read the card wrong, because <gasps> how could right. she have won? And she was finally vindicated when the whole thing with La La Land happened because it was mm-hmm. like, now you see, if somebody reads the wrong winner, they clear it up. They don't just yeah. give that person yeah. the Oscar. That's true. That yeah. does clear that up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, have, they have a fail safe for that. Right. Oh, and then just that was the Good Will Hunting year. Oh, that God. was all over the place. And then the and only... Was, so that means Robin Williams won that. Yeah. Oh, I do not care. Ben Affleck and... Uh, Matt Damon won for best screenplay. Yeah, there oh, was just so there were almost no people. Co- 
This also made me so mad. Okay, I love Robert Forrester. He's great. He was not. This was a Jackie Brown year. He was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Jackie Brown. But guess who wasn't nominated for anything? Pam Greer. The fucking star right, of Jackie right, Brown. Right. Pam Greer was that not nominated. So She's so year. amazing in that. Well, so Amistad came out that year, but the only person nominated from Amistad was Anthony Hopkins. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, that's a hot wrong. Wow. Still a problem, but this was such a Oscar so white year. It's ridiculous. This once again makes me wish you could like take away Oscars and give them to more deserving people. Yes, yeah. Honestly, the Oscars should be five years later because things do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. things don't it's age true. well. I mean, yeah. <laughs> five years later, Roberto Benigni is not getting an Oscar. Fight. You know, yeah, you, no People are initially charmed oh, by yeah. him, and then you look back. Oh God, you know. Or Forrest Gump. I right. Yeah, that was. Or also American Beauty. That was something. Oh there, yeah. There was just something. I mean. There were just some articles about that. How that year had some really great movies. That's a year that's looked back on as a pivotal year mm-hmm. for movies, but people never mentioned American Beauty because it really. <laughs> Does not yeah. hold up under scrutiny or age or anything. Yeah. And, yeah, that was best picture. I'm <laughs> <laughs> embarrassed to even say that. I know. That is pretty bad. Yeah. Maybe it'll get better someday. It's like you think it is getting better and then it then Green Book wins. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like we had Obama and right. <laughs> we always get a backslide. Next call. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? Um, I had one thing that I was just curious about. Not that we're going to be able to resolve it, but when Queen Latifah is in a lineup because there is that one witness that she threatened. Right, um, yeah. And the cops are really leading her, really pushing her, going like, oh, you sure that's not her? Her, you know, Mm -hmm. and... I remember it was reminding me a lot of the. There's a scene in the player that's similar where um, whoever the the cop is really leading the witness mm-hmm. during the lineup, trying to get them to point out the actual suspect. Yeah. Right. Um, I just wondered if that, if there's truth to that. You know, if cops. If they really do that. Cops do kind of lead people in lineups like that, like nudge them towards the person who it actually is, or if they are, if they do just stand back and say, "Do you see that?" Mm-hmm. person that you saw i bet it happens mm-hmm. it's not necessarily par for the course right. I, mean, <laughs> I don't right. know i've never been in that situation but right. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that it's something that does happen i mean certainly police corruption is right rampant yeah i mean usually i just think yeah. <laughs> so highly <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and i think especially at that time because this film was made after rodney king and oh. the LAPD were particularly notorious for oh. being corrupt and racist. So I can imagine them just really wanting to get an arrest. And anyway, she wasn't even, she was the one that threatened this woman, but she wasn't the one who killed Luther. Right. Yeah. She was kind of telling the truth. She's like, that wasn't her. I mean, right. she was there, but it wasn't her. Right. But she mainly did it, obviously, because she was, her life was threatened. But. Yeah, she definitely just didn't want anything to do with that. Yeah. Also, it didn't seem like she had any real strong ties with Luther in the yeah. first place. <laughs> she, she, probably, she said, yeah. I just met him. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, She's like, yeah, you guys like, sort this out this was, That was a bad call. And this, <laughs> I just want this to be right. over. On the next episode of Paid in Puke, Abortion Palooza 2019. 2019! 
We compare and contrast the 1996 Alexander Payne directorial debut, Citizen Ruth, which satirizes the public debate about abortion, with the low-key 2009 dramedy, Obvious Child, the directorial debut of Gillian Robespierre that offers a realistic depiction of how abortion factors into a woman's life. Hayden Puke is hosted by Amy Green, Christina Barr, and Jessica Baxter. Music by Silent Partner. Follow us on Twitter at Payton Puke Pod or join us on Facebook at Payton Puke Podcast. Thanks for listening. Lick it up, baby. Lick it up.